looking for a podcast about sports and current events that's worth a damn? Well, you're in the right place. This is On The Clock Radio. Funny as hell, and they love to argue. Let's do the damn thing. You're listening to On The Clock Radio with Raul Lescano. Raul Lescano. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. And Tyrone Benson. And Tyrone Benson. What's going on, the clock fans? Hey, man, it's been a little minute. It's just going to be me. Uh, on this one podcast, everybody's trying to get ready for this hurricane. If you've been living under a rock, we got a hurricane coming straight to Florida, right to Tampa Bay, right where I'm at. Uh, but the boys, uh, they'll be back, man. Don't worry about that. They're taking care of everything else. They'll take care of family in the bag. But we got a lot to talk about. Just me and you. Let's just get to know each other a little bit better, man. We got college football to talk about. We got NFL to talk about. We got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys last night football game. We got to talk about Ken Dorsey losing his mind with the Bills. We got to talk about my guy Tua playing the Bills. We got so much to do. We can't go nowhere. I know there's a hurricane, but I'm a Floridian. That means I don't got no worries. I'm not going nowhere. I'm just staying right here. Stay locked in, man. You're on the clock, man. I ain't got no worries. Oh man, I ain't got no worries, man. I got no worries. September 28th. It's a Tuesday. There's so much we got going on. There's so much I'm looking forward to. I'm telling you right now, man, it's going to be a crazy, crazy week. And of course, the first thing I want to talk about, man, is this damn hurricane. Put a little damper in my plans here. Put a damper in high school football. Put a damper in my youth football for my son. It's been crazy. It's been crazy this week, man. I can't I can't complain. Can't lie. It's been a lot going on. We've been trying to get everything ready for this hurricane. Been trying to get ready for uh, at work. Trying to get ready for the family. I don't know. I hope everybody's is is good. I hope everybody bought what they're supposed to buy. I hope they're taking it seriously. Cause you gotta say, man, Floridians, we don't uh, we don't take this shit pretty serious. And for everybody that <laughs> that came down here from New York, Chicago, and all those other places, um, good luck to you. I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, we we uh, we don't do this stuff here, man. We don't we don't do this stuff at all. We don't worry about none of this stuff. We enjoy the day off. I'm gonna tell you that right now. We definitely enjoy the day off. We we, we look forward to it. Uh, but other than that, no, yeah, we're good. Let the hurricane come. Another rainy week. You know, my kids are loving the fact that they're out of school for the entire week. Which, by the way, at Hillsborough County, you did a great job. Tell everybody to go to... For you charter schools, I got a message yesterday saying my, my, my child still has school. on two, It's a hurricane coming. Why in God's name would I would drive through traffic and all kinds of shit to get the kid to school that doesn't even want to be there with your stupid school lunch anyway for a hurricane? Makes no sense. Some people got to stop. Got to stop and think a little bit. They got to stop and think a bit. Look, man, we have, uh, or we, me, you, the fans, 
That's stuff to talk about, man. There's been a lot going on. I mean, my hurricanes have been a fucking mess. Let's just start there. I was going to start with the NFL and work my way to college. Let's just rip the fucking Band-Aid open here. I cannot stand the Miami Hurricanes anymore. I'm a, I'm a fucking fan, man. I've been a fan forever. I've been a fan forever. I was there when the years that we sucked. I was there in the 90s. We weren't even freaking balling after, after the Michael Irvin era. You know, that was there. I watched us rebuild. I watched us build that glorious team. And I don't care what anybody says. The Miami Hurricanes still had or has the greatest college football team ever assembled in college football history. There's no arguing there. You can be a Florida State fan. You can be a Gator fan. You can be any fan of college football that you want to be. But you cannot argue with me. They have the greatest football team ever assembled. Ever. And we have seen my Miami Hurricanes just keep going down year after year after year. We just see them just tanking. We just see that the game is not there. We see that the game planning isn't there. We see the play calling isn't there. It's like they have no fight. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what's going on in Coral Gables. We, we keep changing head coaches hoping that this is a fix. So we get really excited. Head coach comes in, does some fancy shit. And here we go. We're, we're back. Miami's back. Miami's back. Listen, every year I tell people Miami Hurricanes are never back. Until we win a national championship, you can't sit there and say we're back. Hell, we can't even, if we could compete for one, break the top four playoffs. If we can break in there, then yeah, maybe, maybe we're back. Maybe, maybe we're back then. Right now, we're not back. We can't figure out what the fuck we're doing on offense. We definitely can't fucking run to the football. We loaf. We tackle low. I mean, uh, tackle too high. People break our fucking tackle. We don't look fucking organized or ready to play. We look like a bunch of football players. And this is, this is going to be the honest truth. We look like a bunch of football players that could not start anywhere else in college football. I'm going to say that again. We look like guys that would never start on any other college football team. We look like number twos going against number ones. That's real. That's a harsh fact to swallow. It sucks to hear it too, man. But it's the fucking truth. We are the Miami Hurricanes. We are, we are number 25 now. And I'm hoping they can turn it around. I'm hoping they can, they can maneuver some shit. Right now, it's not happening. We had to bench fucking Tyler Van Dyke on Saturday when we played Middle Tennessee, which, by the way, Middle Tennessee, shout-outs to you guys. Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, you fucked our world up. 17-3 in the first quarter. We kind of made things mellow out. You guys took a back seat, ran the ball a little bit, just figured we're going to get the fuck out of here. Put up 14 more points in the fourth quarter. Ending score was 45-31, man. The Miami Hurricanes was never, ever, in this football game. We weren't. We just weren't in it. We didn't want to fucking play. We didn't, we, I don't know what we wanted to do. We didn't look like we belonged in the fucking stadium is what it is. And I don't have the answers, man. I don't know what. Right now, the Florida State Seminoles are the best Florida football team right now. I am a Miami. Listen, I bleed orange and green, and it hurts me to say that. But it's the fucking truth. They're playing great football right now. And, and again, I don't think it's because they have dominating players. I don't think it's because they have the, uh, a great recruiting class. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with coaching. They're just getting coached, man. They're staying consistent in what they do good. 
They're keeping it going. They understand the game plan. It's simple enough for them to understand. And they keep going. I had on Saturday two Miami fucking Hurricanes. We were on offense. Let me let me stop cussing. We were on offense. Looks like we brought a guy in motion. We were going to try to jet read or maybe jet read or, or fake the jet into zone. It, whatever the case was, we couldn't even figure it out because these three idiots, we bring over the receiver. The quarterback sticks the ball out. Running back slams into the receiver. And we just look like a youth football team of kids that just don't know what they're doing. We look horrendous. Any true Miami Hurricane fan cannot believe what we're watching. Now, the game has changed. The game has changed. It's all about throwing the football. I get that. I get it. I get it. But there's just some fucking things that you just don't go away from. If you got an O-line, you got a running back, you run the fucking ball, man. It'll open up the pass if you got a quarterback that can knock it out. It'll open it up. But we've, the, the art of run is gone. The art of running the football is gone. The only team I see that, that sticks to their guns is Alabama. And people wonder why Alabama's so good because this is what fucking Alabama does. Alabama doesn't change. It just load up with new players. They put new guys in the system. This is the Alabama way. This is what we fucking do. We gave birth to Derrick Henry. This is what we do. We, we fucking run the football down your throat. We control the clock. We make you frustrated. That's what they do. Good teams figure it out. They make them one-sided. Okay, now you got to throw the ball. Okay, and that's something that Alabama doesn't like to do very much, but they do it. The Miami Hurricanes had some of the greatest running backs to enter the NFL. If you don't believe me, just name, just, just go back in our history and look. Take a look. Edgar and James. Edger and James. Clinton Portis. Willis McGahee. Frank Gore. The fucking list goes on and on. And that's just, that's just in the recent era. This is in the recent era. Run the fucking football. That's what Miami does, man. That's what we do. Stop getting into these damn throwing matches and, and trying to throw the football and get down the field. And all. This is, it's horse shit. It's horse shit. So we, had, we, we lost to Middle Tennessee. I don't see us bouncing back this year or, or maybe, maybe you know, we'll, we'll pull out a few games. I mean, the next couple of games, we got North Carolina. And if anybody remembers what happened last year, uh, they freaking rushed for like 500 yards. So we're, the kid is still rushing for that much. You know, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, then Duke, Virginia, and then the big game, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and Pitt. We're not going to – this is going to be a tough fucking schedule. It's going to be tough, man. I don't, I don't think we're going to do it. But that's what happened with them. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, Georgia Tech is now looking for another coach. In the middle of the season, Georgia Tech goes ahead and fired the athletic director, Todd Stansberry, and the head football coach, uh, Jeff Collins. Gone. See ya. Fired him yesterday. Collins was in his fourth season as a coach. Yellow Jackets have lost nine straight games to FBS opponents dating to last season or coming off a 27-10 loss to UCF, as reported by Chris Lowe, ESPN senior writer. It's crazy. I am grateful to Coach Collins for his hard work and commitment to our student-athletes. Unfortunately, the results of our football program have fallen short of what are your are what our loyal community fans and athletes expect and deserve. We are committed to rebuilding the program and coaching change is necessary. First step in that process. Fine. Miami's done that. Shit doesn't seem to fucking work. 
It's hard to get recruits when you got people in Alabama offering $1 million for your image, name, and likeness. Or name, image, and likeness, however you want to say it. It's hard. It's hard recruiting. It's hard recruiting, man. But that's Georgia Tech News. Those guys, uh, they're going to try to rebuild. They're going to try to see how this works. Uh, that's going to be amazing. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how that's going to freaking work. If you guys are looking for your athletic, I don't know. College football is so funny to me, man. It doesn't matter. I don't even know why we play football. There's only going to be four teams at the end of it. With that fifth maybe team that can smidge in there. It happens every fucking year, man. So we'll we'll see how college football goes. There was, was, was some good games, some good stuff. Not nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, this Thursday, Utah and BYU will play eight o'clock on ESPN. So we'll see how that goes. Any big games here? Um, nothing I see here. I mean, let me scroll down this list real quick. I'm gonna scrub this list. I don't see anything that's really going to stick out. I mean, Alabama-Arkansas might be a okay game for the first quarter. It'll definitely be close at, at the fucking coin toss. But after the coin toss, when Alabama wins it and they defer to the second half, it's fucking over for Arkansas. Maybe Arkansas has a hidden plan. Who knows? Who knows? Football's been so up and down. So you used to understand who you played. You beat the shit out of them, then you go home. Now you have no idea who the fuck's going to win. You don't have a clue. I don't see any big games, man. I see Stanford, Oregon, Arizona State, USC. I love Arizona State. Shout out to DJ Taylor. Fucking amazing young man. Georgia Tech has to play Pittsburgh in the midst of a coaching change. That sucks. NC State, number 10, NC State has to play Clemson. Clemson's been struggling. That hasn't been the same Clemson for a couple years now. Uh, but Dabo, that was a good coach. He's going to figure it out. He's, he's going to – he'll get those boys back to the pinnacle eventually. Yeah, I don't see anything that's, that's standing out to me that's like, okay, we got to watch this game. Yeah, I don't see nothing that's, that's going to be amazing. Unless you guys want to see UMass in Eastern Michigan. Yeah, can't fucking wait for that game. Temple and Memphis. Shoot me now. Uh, yeah, that's Louisville and Boston College, maybe. I, I enjoy watching Louisville. I enjoy watching their quarterback. Not a bad guy. Uh, and NFL, man, like, fuck. NFL was so crazy on Sunday. I wanted to get on a podcast. I wanted to record and drop something for Monday. But from now on, I think I'm just going to watch Sunday and Monday night games. Just recap on, on Tuesdays from now on. But let's 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 talk about the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Okay, because I got to ask a lot of questions. After the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills, or they're like, oh, my God, you guys are 3-0. Are the Dolphins back? Are we doing this? You got to be excited. Yeah, I'm excited for the team. Of course I'd be excited. Of course I'd be excited. I was... I was fucking dying laughing when I watched former Miami Hurricane offensive coordinator now for the Buffalo Bills, Ken Dorsey, lose his shit in the booth. But who wouldn't be when Josh Allen has a wide open receiver and he doesn't fucking throw the ball, he skips it to him. Whatever. It happens. I get it. Dolphins look good, though. I have to admit, uh, defensively, we, we are getting better and better and better. The scheme is faster. I like how we get to the quarterback. I like how we can rush four and control the line of scrimmage and still get to you, your quarterbacks. We play good coverage. I was I was fucking enjoying the whole game. I was enjoying the whole game, man. It was a really, really good game. Uh, the one part of the game I want to talk about real quick, briefly, and I've been to as hard as critic, man. I, I I don't I still don't see what everybody else sees. 
He's playing good football, but when you have superb weapons where you could drop a fucking two-yard route and they could take it 90, fucking helps. It definitely helps. Um, but he made some good throws. He, he, he did. He, did, he made some good throws. But I'm his hardest critic, and I will say he's been playing really good football. So Tua, I know you're probably not listening to us because you're like, who's this guy? Screw this guy. Um, you're, you're playing good football. Miami Dolphin fans, we're, we're playing good football. The only problem I had was with the Miami Dolphin organization. Tua, in that second quarter before half, took a, a, not a nasty hit, but she got shoved backwards, and when he landed on the ground, he slammed his head into the turf. Now, or into the grass, or into the ground, whatever you want to call it. Fuck. When he got up, man, that was some scary shit. When he got up and I saw him wobble, his legs wobble, and then fall to the ground because he can't control his the motors, the, the motor system in his body, he can't control it. All the motor functions just freaking left him. And then he, when the linemen pick him up and he's trying as desperately to shake it off, you got a concussion, man. You mind me to office, you can lie and say it's his fucking back, but he's got a concussion. Now, I don't want Tua to sit. And like I told you, I've been his hardest critic. What I don't like is how they handled Tua. I don't like how they did. I know you wanted to win the game. I get that. I, I shit. I, I understand that completely. But this is this is your health. And two, I know you're a young man. I know you want to be proud. I know you want to be tough. I know you you come from a, a, a very strong background of warriors. And I get it, man. I get it. But you got a family to fucking feed, bro. Don't let these goddamn clowns convince you to get back in a football game when you know you're concussed. You know you're concussed. When you came out in that third, fourth quarter, man, you barely threw the football. You can see why. You weren't processing the information fast enough, man. You know what I'm saying? You just weren't, and it's not your fault, bro. You're playing a hell of a game. You went 13 for 18, 186 yards and one touchdown. You you were you were just you were just chilling, and I get it. Manage the football game. Get us out of here. Josh Allen on the on the other fucking hand. 42 for 63, 400 yards, passing two touchdowns. He's just slinging the fucking football everywhere. I get it. I fucking get it. I, I get it. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, God bless you, came into the game and you and you tried to fucking do something. You went 0 for 2. God bless you. But Tua, don't let these guys convince you. What you got to do is take care of yourself. You got to, man. I know you went to the tent. You came out real fast. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami Dolphins and the NFL look into that further because um, there is a concussion protocol, and he should have went through the, the protocol. Taking this guy out and and for a couple minutes to bring him to the locker room and get his shit together, give him some smelling sauce, and throw him back out there just lets me know that you really don't care about the kid. Kid's getting you to 3-0 and but we're or 2-0, and and you're just not fucking, you know, Caring about him. You need him down the stretch. He's no good to us if he doesn't have a goddamn brain. It's no good to us if he if he throws a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, but yet when he gets home, he can't remember where his house is. Doesn't remember where he parked at. Can't remember street signs. Can't remember names. Doesn't make no sense, man. And so Miami Dolphins, shame on you for throwing two in there. I know the kid's going to tell you he wants to play. I understand that. He's still a, a, a franchise quarterback. You got to take care of him. You got to take care of him. You can't sit there and let that young man get back in the game. But he's doing pretty good. I mean, 
can't he's just managing the game very well. I think the head coach is doing a great job. Um, shit, we go on the I believe we go on the road to go play the Bengals. Uh, from what I'm looking here, yeah, we play the Bengals eight fifteen. It's it's gonna be a good one. I love fucking Burrow, man. Smoking Joe Burrow, freaky. I don't care how many bad games he has. That kid is still the truth. That kid is still the fucking truth. Um, nothing you can do about that guy. I mean, he's just amazing. It's good to see that the Miami Dolphins, I mean, and maybe I, maybe you guys want to challenge me on this, but it's good to see that we have the best receiving core. I mean, Waddle and and, and Hill, Those are that's a deadly combination. The last time the Miami Dolphins had anything like that was Mark Clayton, was Mark Duper when Marino was there. I'm not saying two was Marino. I'm just saying that we, when we had two speedsters like that, that's when we had it. I mean, we, we had O.J. McDuffie later on down the road. We had Gadsden. But these guys weren't speedsters. Not like these guys. So it's good to see that. It's good to see the Miami Dolphins trying to get back to, to some kind of... I just like competitive football. I just want to compete, man. I just want to fucking compete. Because we got to play the Jets, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears. The Browns. We, got a, we got a decent schedule here to, to win some fucking games. Down the stretch, we got Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots again. You know, fine. I don't want to be in freaking... Uh, well, it looks like Packers have to come to us in December, so that's nice. We play them Christmas Day, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal. With it. We 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 got to take care of. We got to take care of Tua. Take care of the kid, and, and let's see what he gets for us. Because right now he's he's earning a big check. The guys that are not earning a big check right now, <laughs> Kyler Murray. I don't know. I still don't get what. The, and again, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Maybe if you surround him with some more talent, maybe you guys put around. He just ain't cutting it. The other guy I saw, the Dallas Cowboys, last night, man, Dallas Cowboys plays the New York Giants. Uh, Cowboys pulled it out 23-16 in a momentum swing that happened in the second half. It was amazing with a one-handed catch from C.D. Lamb, corner of the end zone. After criticism, after Twitter blew up that he, he dropped the football, this man goes on and catches a great football. I mean, he just he helped his team when he needed to. The thing I want to talk about Dallas is not just the game. I don't want to talk about the stats. I want to talk about Cooper Rush, man. Cooper Rush has screwed up the Dallas Cowboys. And you're going to just hear me out. You have screwed up the, the whole Jerry Jones theory. You have screwed up the whole Dak Prescott theory. What Cooper Rush has shown the Dallas Cowboys that we don't need fucking Dak Prescott. Now, do I think Cooper Rush is going to be the start of the Dallas Cowboys and lead the Dallas Cowboys to the promised land and get you a Super Bowl? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it right now. The playbook's real small for him. You can tell. They're trying to control everything, trying to make sure he's good. I, I understand that. I get that completely. But he had a good game last night. 21 for 31, 215 yards, one touchdown. That's a solid game. It's a solid game. No interceptions, no turnovers from the quarterback. Real solid. And when you get production, when you get production out of your rushing game, which, again, I'm he- I love the run. I run the football so I can throw it. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, these guys got into the game. 13 carries for Pollard for 105. Zeke showed flashes of life. 15 carries for 73 yards. Not too bad. One touchdown for Zeke. He- little flashes. But Cooper Rush, you have thrown a wrench into the mix. You have thrown a wrench into the Dallas Cowboys. You have thrown in the question. Why the fuck did we pay Dak Prescott all that money? Cooper Rush's footballs look good. Cooper Rush is, Cooper Rush is putting footballs where they need to be. Not just throwing wildly. 
hoping one of the guys pull it down. He's throwing very accurately. If Cooper Rush goes here and wins five more games, yeah, I'll say it, five more games, do you sit him? Do you? You just won a divisional game against the Giants. You're going to go play the Commanders here at 1 o'clock, uh, October uh, 2nd. You're going to go play those guys. So it's a short turnaround, short week for you guys, but you're going to go play them. Then you play at the Rams. You play at the Eagles. It's another divisional game. You play the Lions. You play the Bears. You play the Packers. So let's go first five games, right? You got Commanders, Rams, Eagles, Lions, and Bears. Bears are playing good football. Lions are very, 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 very fucking physical. If you don't come to play with that game, if you don't pack a lunch for those boys, it's, it's going to be a problem. Dan Campbell, if you, if you can watch Hard Knocks all you want. You can just watch his press conference and understand how he, how he runs his ball club. Tough, physical, gritty. Lions, Lions are tough, man. They're not, they're, they're not Super Bowl contenders, but they're, they're not easy to get by no more. You just can't say, oh, we're playing the Lions and you're going to win. But if this guy goes and beats the Commanders, beats the Rams, beats the Eagles, and he becomes a divisional leader in there, and then he beats the Lions and the Bears. Do you sit him? Do you sit him and say, yeah, we're okay? He's got to go up against one of the greatest pass rushers in Aaron Donald with the Rams, right? Eagles are playing tough football, and I just told you about the Lions. Bears are playing good football. He beats these guys. What do you do? You sit him? Dak is doing everything desperate to get back quickly. I'm sure he's going to try to get back by the Eagles-Lions games, maybe even the Bears. He's trying desperately. But what do you do? Who do you go with? I don't know. Cooper rushes. And again, I don't know if he's going to be the freaking starter. I don't think he's going to be the guy that takes you to the the NFC Championship and then the Super Bowl. I don't think that. But he threw a wrench into your fucking plans. There was a reason why Dallas waited so long to pay Dak Prescott. There was a reason for it. When they figured out they couldn't get any other quarterback, like, fuck it, we'll pay him some money. Dak Prescott isn't worth the money he's getting now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's just not, man. He is the entire reason Des Bryant does not have a job. They didn't want to blame the fact that the quarterback was inaccurate. That he made wild fucking throws. They didn't want to sit there and bring up the fact that he doesn't give targets to freaking De- for uh, to Des Bryant. Maybe there was a, a personality conflict, a locker room problem. But God damn, when you look at Dak Prescott play the game and you look at Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush plays it with a, a little bit more pose, uh, calm. But he does. He's been in the league for six years, been with Dallas five. He, he plays with some kind of calm. Maybe he likes being the backup. I don't know. Maybe he does. Cooper Rush runs, wins five more games, man. The conversation has to come up. I'm not going to say two. I'm not going to say one. I'm not even going to say three. He wins five games. He goes on a, on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah, then, then you got to fucking start this guy. You got to. How do you not? Dallas, there's, you, you, you have a problem, and I know you're trying to get over the hump, but Dak Prescott is not the fucking answer. He can't be. His numbers... Prove that he's not. And through it all, even though he might be a wonderful guy, you got to win football games. Your personality doesn't, doesn't keep you on the team. You got to win football games. And the NFL stands for not for long if you keep playing the way Dak Prescott's playing and you see how Cooper Rush is playing. 
win five games, I think Cooper Rush becomes a starter and he, he plays out. I really, really, really do. I was watching uh, Coach JB. If you don't know who that is, uh, Last Chance U, um, Independence University. I'm sorry, Independence College, rather. I love listening to Coach JB. Uh, he's also with my with, with one of the our guests we had here on the show, uh, Miss Sarah. I, I love her. Coach JB is a freaking problem, man. Right, not in a bad way. He's a good way. In a good way. In a good way. He liked my comments that I left him on there. But Coach JB is Jason Brown, man. He was on Netflix's Last Chance U, uh, 2017 NJCAA Jayhawk Coach of the Year, owner of uh, Slap Dick Whiskey and Merchandise, and he's the host of the JB uh, JB Show. If you don't, if you don't know, that's a good podcast. A little, little nutty at times, but I love Coach. I love his point of view. I love watching. He gives you, you know, what, what I really like is, is during the games he's giving you. You know, the coverages. He understands what's going on. He's showing you the reads. He's also going to true prove people right that fucking, why are we fucking paying these guys? I'm not saying Cooper Rush gives that Prescott money, but God damn, he threw a fucking wrench, man. You guys need a quarterback, and everybody else knows it. And the problem is Jerry Jones doesn't. I would not be surprised if he tries to, Jerry Jones has to go all in, not on some rookie. You got you to entice somebody. You got to entice somebody. In Dallas, you get a quarterback that can throw and a running back that wants to run, you, you might have something. You just might fucking have something. You just might. So uh, shout out to Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush and those guys. Uh, good job. Got a big game um, this, this week. Uh, the Commanders, Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't care how the Commanders are playing. It's a rival game. It's a rival game. And in that division, the Dallas Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles division, in that division, there has not been a back-to-back divisional leader for 17 seasons. I'm going to say that again. 17 seasons means 17 years. There's not been a back-to-back uh, divisional leader. It's fucking amazing. It's a crazy-ass fucking stat, but it's true. It's very, very, very true. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the Bucs and, and Aaron Rodgers, man. A uh, good job, uh, Bucks and Rodgers. I mean, the moment that Mike Evans was... was uh, suspended, that was it. Packers won, in my mind. Um, and I say that because the, what else does Tom Brady have? This is a, a weird a weird place to be in. This looks like uh, back in 2019. The last year Brady played with the Patriots when he had absolutely fucking nothing. And he's screaming and yelling his head off. And he's trying to get people lined up and put people where they're supposed to be and try to run the play and then manage the time as well because he had nothing left. He had nobody out there that could fucking help him. That's what it reminded me of with the Bucks. You know, you, you got Julio Jones, Evans, who wasn't hurt but suspended. You got Godwin, who is hurt. He's out of there. I mean, when you have Russell Gage as your main target guy, you know, and he's a fourth, I'll say maybe third at best receiver, third option, fourth, fourth option guy. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough, long day. And you guys can't establish the run. I don't know what's going on. Usually, usually the Bucks can run the ball a little bit. But Tom Brady's going to find a way. If he leans on that defense long enough, if he finds out that, you know, tries to minimize uh, uh, taking shots and just tries to move the ball, get what he can, I think you guys pull out, pull out all the stops. The thing I want to talk about is what Rodgers said after the game. Rodgers, after the game, sat there and said that he saw something on the Jumbotron. Saw something on the Jumbotron. 
which is freaking hilarious. What did he see? So I'm going to play a little bit of it so you guys can hear it, and then you tell me what you think, okay? Down the stretch, got a touchdown. We're going to hold on with a two-point conversion. Uh, they were good. That's a great defense. You know, we got off to a great start with 14 points. And then the third drive, they got us some more points. Uh, we felt like 21 was going to be enough to win tonight, but our defense held strong, played incredible, and thankfully 14 was enough. So you come all the way down and talk to Matt LaFleur during that final drive with the defense on. What was going through during the two-point conversion, especially after you saw the fact that they took the five-yard penalty? Well, they showed it on the previous play, too. It was a delay on both plays. But uh, sometimes you see things in the game. Sometimes the Jumbotron shows things they probably shouldn't show, even at home. Uh, I saw something and just passed on the information. You said you... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He saw something on the Jumbotron and passed the information. He saw something on the Jumbotron and passed the information. Damn it, Jumbotron guy or girl. I don't want to subjectify anybody. I don't want to sound sexist. Whoever the Jumbotron operator, we'll just say that. God damn it. For you guys that think that, well, what's the big deal? It's a Jumbotron. It's a huge deal. The Jumbotron person is like another coach, right? Think about it in this way. You had a big play. You don't know if you want to throw the challenge flag or not. It's a Jumbotron guy to get it out there, throw it on the Jumbotron so the head coach can make that decision and see it. Just not the guys in the box because the guys in the box are waiting to see it as well. But the Jumbotron gets he throws it up there as soon as possible as he can see it. And that's where you get the crowd reaction. Sometimes, sometimes... In this case, Jumbotron showed a little too freaking much too soon. The part that I can't wait for is the Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, every Tuesday. I hope and pray he asks this question to him. What did you see on the Jumbotron? I hope it's the first question out the gate. What did you see? Did you see a play? Did you did you see the, the, the play sheet? Were you looking over? Did the cameraman just peek over left witches? Left Witch's uh, uh, shoulder, and you could see what he wanted to call. Where you zoomed in on, on his play card, play wrist, Tom Brady's play wrist. What the hell did he see? And you got to think about this. It's fucking Aaron Rodgers, host of Jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? This guy has a brain. It's the reason why they called it the Goat Bowl. Pat McAfee referred to it as the Goat Bowl yesterday. He's right. It was the fucking Goat Bowl. Which, by the way, Pat, you should patent that. And, you know, put that on shit on T-shirts and make some money for the boys. For the brand. But you should, man. What did fucking Aaron Rodgers see, man? I'm so interested. I got got to find out. I got to find out. I mean, God bless the Jumbotron person, operator. (laughs) Oh, boy. Your screw-up was probably as big as the, the individual that filmed Tua throwing that football football practice with the backwards hat, and it fell 10 yards before Tyreek could even get to it. <laughs> that person who put it on social media for the rest of the world to see that Tua can't throw a fucking deep ball. Thanks. That individual was fired. I hope you don't get fired, Jumbotron operator. I hope you don't. But whatever you did, I hope you fucking correct it for the next home game. You can't be leaking out information to people live right there. They're smart football players. This is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. This is fucking Aaron Rodgers. What the fuck? did you, What did you show him? 
What did you show him? Oh, my God. So many possibilities. So many possibilities. And depending on what it is, I hope you have a good answer. God, I hope you have a good answer. You better have one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You better have a great freaking answer why you sat there and <laughs> showed the play at the end of the fucking game. Going for two. Everybody knew what it was because he showed him the play. Great job. Great, great job. So we're going to see, man. I don't, I'm not going to end the bucks. I mean, being hurt early gives time to heal. You just got to make it through this little fire. The bucks just got to make it through the fire, man. And when they get on the other side of the healing, when they get on the other side of everybody coming back and Godwin's back and Evans is back and Julio Jones is back and maybe they get Cole Beasley there uh, brushed up on what's going on down, down in Tampa, maybe, maybe now you have something. They get the run game going. You definitely got something going. You definitely got something going on. You just got to get it going, man. Just got to get it going. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think that was going to be great. I just, and again, I can't wait to see the freaking, I can't wait to fucking hear Pat McAfee today at 12 o'clock. It's going to be awesome. Games coming up. Uh, also, we don't know if Tampa's going to play this Sunday. It was something that came up on the news. The hurricane should be gone by Friday and Saturday, but they don't know how bad the damage will have done to the field. Right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are down in Miami. They are practicing at the Miami Dolphin Stadium which is fine because uh, 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 Miami is not going to be there, I believe, this week. I think I think it's, yeah, I think it's next week. No, yeah, they're, they're gone. Miami should be gone next week. But who knows? Who knows? Let's see what we got here. October, what's the 29th is Thursday? Yeah, September 29th. Yeah, Miami's not there. So you guys can use our spot. You're welcome. You're welcome being down there. I think we got a bye week this week, matter of fact. I think it's this week. But, but then, anyway, Tampa's down there in Miami. They're, they're, they're going to take care of some stuff. They'll still be in the heat practicing. Hurricane shouldn't even touch them. Shouldn't be even close to them. But uh, let's see what we got here. This Thursday, just real quick. Let's see. Uh, oh, no, we do play. Yeah, we're, that's why they're going to use a stadium because we're at Cincinnati on Thursday. Miami at Cincinnati. That's going to be a great game Thursday. One of the great games we have. Washington, Dallas. I already told you my thoughts on that. Tennessee and Indianapolis. God, I thought I thought Matt Ryan would help you out, Colts. So it looks like he's shit in the bed too. If Tyrone was here, he'd tell you Jacksonville is for real, son. <laughs> but we'll see. They got to play Philly, so that's gonna be a good game. Buffalo at Baltimore, um, New England. I don't know what you're gonna do against Green Bay. You don't have any more Mac Jones anymore, so that's that's gonna hurt. Uh, the big game. Oh yeah, big game on Sunday night. You know, it's Kansas City at Tampa. So hopefully that game gets played here. We'll see. We'll see if it gets played here. Los Angeles at San Francisco. If anything, they probably play the game in Miami, most likely. Uh, then you got the Raiders versus San Francisco on the Monday night game. That's not going to be too bad. I, I know Jimmy G had a had a bad weekend stepping out of bounds. I tried to explain this to people. Um, I explained it to a family member in depth, which they still call me crazy. When you are backed up in your own end zone, you try to you know get some yards by running the football, get three, four yards of a little bit of breathing room. Yeah, when you try to do passing right out on your one-yard line, backed up, there's so many things that can go wrong. Snap over your head, snap on the ground. Um, quarterbacks are, are rhythm quarterbacks. So depending on the play, the drop that they take can coincide with, with somebody going deep, right? 10, 15 yards. So they might take like a rhythm three. They might take four more yards back. Who knows? And that's what happened to Jimmy G. Jimmy G was just in his normal drop. 
He was in his normal drop. I know you're thinking, oh, well, he should know that. But yeah, but muscle memory, that's why they do these reps so much. That's why they do these things so much. You know, so God bless them. My Miami Dolphins, we didn't look any good. We fucking punted a ball off somebody's ass. Jesus Christ. The up man didn't freaking, he, he took 16 steps back. Shit ain't even been there. Jackass. But it's all good, man. We'll see. Cleveland, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're doing okay. They're playing Atlanta. That's, that's not going to be a big game. Baker Mayfield, Carolina, they take on Arizona at home at 4 o'clock. That's going to be that's gonna be okay. Be entertaining. Still think Arizona, Kyler Murray has earned that money yet. Still don't see it. We'll see. I do want to speak briefly on Kansas City. Is there anything that's going There's a lot of beef going on this weekend. You had the Jets defensive end uh, screaming, yell his D-line coach. You had, you know, Ken Dorsey throwing iPads everywhere because he saw that Josh Allen missed a freaking uh, tying uh, two-point conversion throw. He just skipped into him. You know what I mean? Then you see Kansas City, and this is a breakdown maybe. You see Mahomes and Airbnb, the OC for Kansas City, not yelling, screaming, but get into a difficult, I see this differently conversation, which probably doesn't mean anything. Probably we're blowing this about a proportion. But is that chinks in the armor? Is that cracks in the armor that we're starting to see? Does Mahomes, you know, start doing it? Does Airbnb be like, fuck this, I'm out of here next year. Submitting to all places, and I will actually leave this time. You got to figure, you got to wonder, man. Is that little chinks in the armor? You know, Kansas City doesn't like losing, especially they're, they're, they're champion caliber. You know, in their mind, they're the Chicago Bulls. They don't like losing, especially to the Colts. Nobody wants to lose to the Colts. Pat McAfee will, will tell you and confuse you that the Colts are, are alive and well. They are not. That horse is not getting around the track. Uh, 2017 loss to the Colts from KC. So we'll see KC. And, and Mahomes, you know, he's probably just being prideful. Who knows? I mean, but KC has a tough schedule. Raiders, Bills, and I don't care what happened with the Bills and Dolphins. Bills are still a good fucking team. 49ers, Titans, got a lot going on, man. So we'll see, man. We'll see if KC can hold on. We'll see if KC can can take care of themselves mentally and bounce back a little bit. I think they can. They're champion caliber teams. Um, I don't think there'll be an issue or problem. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, let's see here. Any other things here? Um, I don't think so. I think the only thing other than that was the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Robert Sarver saga hangs over team entering the season. Uh, if you don't know, the Suns are, are moving to a new chapter with owner Robert Sarver, planning to sell the team. Um, after Sarver announced his intentions last week following the results of the NBA investigation, this man was investigated. The detailed report, which confirmed Sarver had a history of racist, sexist uh, acts, seemed to shake up the organization. This is an individual. We have another Donald Sterling situation. If you don't remember Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling was the owner of the LA Clippers. Um, same thing, a recording sent out. Uh, well, not same thing, but in the family of it, a recording of his voice with his girlfriend at the time, uh, him saying some racist stuff, um, got him ultimately, you know, banned from basketball pretty much, and he had to sell the team. Same thing with Sarver. With the season coming up, the Suns don't know what they're going to do. Um, Monty Williams went on to say, "I was in disbelief when you see the the bullet points and." Then when you go through when you go through it, you start to think about how thing, these things uh, can impact the people. I would just say, in a state of shock, uh, one of the general managers, James Jones, said, "You don't want the the you don't want that around the organization. You don't want that to be the issue." 
Um, Chris Paul, star guard for the Suns. It was tough just like anybody reading all the different things. It was more so also the things that people have to endure in the workplace, which, by the way, Chris Paul was also on the team for Donald Sterling. Not trying to make any connection. Just what one of those weird coincidences. Um, Devin Booker for the Suns also said, that's tough for me because that's not the Robert server that I know. It's not the Robert that welcomed me to the Phoenix Suns with open arms. But at the same time, I'm not insensitive to everybody that's involved in the situation. I understand everybody's personal experience with other people are always going to be different. So that's NBA news a little bit, man. They're, they're still lingering to see what's going to happen. Lingering to see who's going to do what. Um, I don't know, man. Basketball is going to be it's going to be challenging this year. Basketball, I mean, the, the the Warriors are still on top in my mind. I mean, they're they're got to defend the championship. Um, the Celtics head coach that was that was another one, man. It was just one thing after another last week. Um, I really want to get the guys' opinions about that. I, I want to talk on it, but I don't want to say too much. I want I want to know what they feel about the Boston Celtics head coach. Um, I mean, his, I don't know, his suspension. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I don't know how I felt about that. That makes any sense. I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how that feels. You know what I mean? Um, but we'll see. Interim coach wants them for the Celtics, wants people to, to start beginning to heal. Um, I don't know. It was three days ago when they, when, Head coach, if you don't know, was was suspended for having a, a I guess a a relationship with one of the individuals in the organization, which I guess is frowned upon or bad. I don't know. I don't know if he's married or not. I'll talk to the guys about it too. Um, I won't talk, speak too much on it. But NBA is around the corner. They'll they'll be making their way back here in a little bit. Um, I don't know when the first game is. What when's the first game? I think everything's just preseason right now, all the way up through October, I believe. I believe that's what it is. I believe. Let me take a look here. Yeah. Yeah. All through October. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see who who's doing what for NBA. We'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. We just have so much football. We have so much college football. I mean, we, we got so much going on. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, but look, man, I, I already talked my head off. All I talked to you guys off. I hope you guys are safe for the hurricane. I hope you guys are taking care of each other. If you know somebody that has mental health, uh, or you haven't spoken to somebody in a very long time, and you think they might be suffering mental health, please reach out to them. Please reach out. Please, please, please. Save a life, man. You never know. Um, I won't say any names. won't say anything. Something that rocked Tampa Bay area here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a um, young man took his, uh, took his life, um, or that's at least what they were telling us. Um, I don't know the details of it, but you never know. You never know what somebody's going through. You never know what... Uh, somebody's been through also. Uh, take the time to say hello to somebody if you haven't. You know, to call up that old army buddy. Call up that old college roommate. Call up that, you know, that family member that you, you know, you just don't like to mess with too much, but you still want them to say if you don't wish nothing bad upon them. Take the time to do so. Uh, but listen, that's all I got. Listen, if you can do me a favor, shoot me an email at onthecock 20 at gmail.com. We'll talk, discuss anything you want to discuss. If you want to come on the show and debate, we can debate that as well. Follow us on Instagram, on the clock. Um, follow us on, on Facebook. We got chat groups and all kinds of stuff. It's been growing and growing. Thank you for everybody that's liking those groups. We're in the thousands now, so that's pretty cool. OTC uh, on Facebook. And, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be safe, man. I'll talk to you probably about three days when the hurricane's over our heads.
If I got more to talk about, I'll definitely get on here and say something. But um, just be careful. If you're in Florida, man, be careful. Take care of each other. All right? Help one another, especially in your time of need. You got extra water, give it to somebody who couldn't get water. You got gas cans, fill up somebody else's car, man. Help, help each other. Love each other. I'll talk to you when we get out of here, man, when we're on the other side of this, this hurricane. I'll talk to you. Peace. been listening to on the clock radio we hope you enjoyed the show we know we had a blast make sure to like rate and review the show and we'll be back soon but make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at on the clock radio y'all be cool see you next time